Welcome to A Joy To Be Me, a podcast empowering women out of overwhelm, uncertainty, and breakdown to love and embrace who they are. Tune in to learn how to avoid the pitfalls of burnout and start following your ultimate bliss. It's time for the modern woman and mother to start taking her pleasure seriously and let her creativity flow and pursue her big and beautiful dreams. I'm your host, Lydia Joy. Let's have some fun. Hello, hello, everyone. Lydia back. It's been a hot minute. Ah, it's that time of year where it's just a focus on the end of the year and planning for the summer. So that said, I wanted to talk a little bit about blood pressure today. It seems to be coming up a lot in conversations with students, with clients. I shared something on my holistic mineral balancing Instagram page the other day about low blood pressure and adrenal function and, <laughs> um, and I got a lot of questions. So I thought I'd just kind of talk a little bit about this. This obviously could be very complex conversation. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, but you know, high blood pressure is what we primarily hear about it. It's much more common. Um, and you know, it affects millions of people worldwide. And what I've learned over the years is minerals are, you know, minerals and adrenals and the kidneys are huge to help, um, and hydration. (laughs) So it's actually really a basic, uh, physiological function that has some key things we need in place, but because everyone's in, you know, kind of this, um, imbalance with their minerals and not properly hydrating and overly toxic, you know, we end up having issues with it. Right. So for most people, this could be easily corrected if they, you know, get off the processed food hamster wheel and don't get on the pharma hamster wheel, taking tons of medications and not actually supporting their system or hydrating their system, right? So it could be a very easy thing to have healthy blood pressure. If you are genuinely, you know, taking care of yourself, getting properly hydrated, proper nutrition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now that said, in in many people, it could take a little ironing out, right? I've never had high blood pressure myself. I tend in the low and I lived with super low blood pressure for quite some time. And now my blood pressure is, um, just under that perfect of 120. Um, and yeah, so, but hypertension is the biggie, right? So I thought I'd just talk about this, like, because honestly there are many causes, right? And I love tissue mineral analysis for this because, it really helps me identify the underlying causes for the individual. So listen, you might go to a doctor, right? And they'll be like, oh, your blood pressure is high. Here, take this blood pressure medication. And they might ask you some questions and tell you some things and, oh, you got to reduce stress, blah, blah, blah. Uh, or if you have low, you know, they're they're like, oh, your blood pressure is nice and low. Good for you. Carry on your wayward son. Right. So you're not going to get very far. (laughs) And so then you may be left to think that there's really either something's wrong with you and you're clueless because they're making it no big deal, but that's not true by the way, or you're confused because you're like, well, if it's high and I'm feeling funky, you know, clearly, um, you know, there's gotta be more to it. Like, why is it high? You know? 
We got to ask way better questions. Whenever we work with a medical doctor, we have to ask a thousand questions and question and question and question because, you know, their, their time is limited to meet with you and their hands are tied, you know, they're, you know, limited. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. Right. Unless you get a really, really good functional medicine practitioner. Um, you know, there's, there are some out there. Um, that said, you gotta figure out what the underlying cause is because you could take a medication, but it's never going to correct the real reason. Right. And it could work to bring your blood pressure down, but you know, listen, you need to fix the underlying reason why it's high, because guess what? If your blood pressure is high or really, really low and taking a medication is a band-aid, hello, you're not going to benefit from the actual fix for many, many other physiological processes and, and, and functions, et cetera. And so down the line, you may have other things like going awry in your system, right? So we cannot look at it this way anymore. We absolutely must do better. It's so frustrating. And all the people I talk to are frustrated too. So I know HTMA is not covered by insurance yet all, but we get so much more benefit when we take things into our own hands and we decide you know, how to approach our own health. So I'm going to share some key things here. Like minerals are huge for this, right? And there's not the same recipe for everybody. Okay. Now there's some things I could tell you, like definitely get salt and water and magnesium and potassium and, you know, don't do too much calcium and like try to balance these four macro minerals. And I can't exactly tell you how to do it. Cause I don't know your whole story, but, you know, if all we did was focus on those for every person and we even got closer to uh, some level of balancing these out, then I really think people would be in a lot better shape. And I do teach these concepts in my remineralized course so you can have an understanding of what you can do even without a hair test and you can just start chipping away at all the steps to remineralize your system. But with the mineral analysis we're going to see many different aspects that could show up for, you know, from one person to person differently, right? So Joe Schmo may have high BP and Sally Fally may have high BP, and there could be completely different underlying reasons why, right? And they each need a different approach, not a medication to suppress the symptom while the underlying systemic function is still in disarray. Okay, so in HTMA, we have these patterns. One is fast oxidation. This is your kind of your how your metabolic uh, function is working, how your body is processing food for energy, how your cells are receiving, uh, you know, glucose and hormones and everything you need how effectively it's receiving, how your, uh, your, uh, two main energy glands are essentially functioning to a degree. Um, but it also shows us your core macro minerals and what's going on there and fast oxidation. These fast oxidizer types are the ones that are more prone typically to hypertension due to constriction of the arteries. And they're in more of what we call an alarm stage of stress. 
Um, part of the reason why is they have a lower tissue calcium, a lower tissue magnesium level. These two minerals are incredibly stabilizing, must be in, you know, appropriate balance in the body, but they also help relax the arterial walls. Um, so the other thing about fast oxidative types is that, like I just said, they're more in an alarm stage of stress and they would be the ones that have more of an excessive adrenal and thyroid activity. Um, and that right there can raise blood pressure. Um, and so the other thing too, so we've got the, we've got, we just talked about calcium. We just talked about magnesium now. Um, Matt, uh, I'm sorry, fast oxidizers also usually have, uh, higher sodium levels. And these people are going to be the ones who are prone to excess fluid retention, excessive blood volume. Um, this is kind of an electrolyte stress and it can raise your blood pressure. And another thing about fast oxidative types is often, not always, but I have typically see they have low tissue zinc and zinc is, um, also needed to keep the arterial walls flexible. It helps regenerate and heal the arterial and other tissues. And, um, when it's really low, it can correlate to, uh, brittleness and hardening of the arteries. So it's going to be, uh, associated with like inflammation of the arteries, if you will. And this can cause those walls to become rough or weakened. Um, and then the body, what it will do is coat the arteries with plaque to prevent aneurysms or uh, further damage to the arteries. So <laughs> um, I think that's why they tell us to take um, baby aspirin to prevent heart attacks. Like everyone just take baby aspirin because it may have anti-inflammatory actions. Well, y'all, that's not going to help you if you have no effing clue what's going on with your mineral balance and what's really going on in your body. I mean, sure, that's a nice little band-aid possible option, but come on, let's, let's be more thorough, please. Now, um, the other thing about fast oxidizer pattern is that they uh, usually have low tissue copper and we need copper for cross-linking of collagen protein. And that's essential for your integrity of your arteries. Um, so one of the symptoms of low copper is, um, atherosclerosis. Now, obviously this could be a longer term thing. I'm not really sure about that part, how long it takes, you know, but in addition to the copper, um, fast oxidizers might need extra support that's very calming and supportive to help them um, get these macro minerals better inside their cell. Um, so a lot of times they maybe need some taurine. Uh, you know, it can be, it's, it's a major, major potent heart nutrient. Um, so in some cases that would be way more effective than, you know, Hey, here, take a blood pressure medication. Oh, 
So anyways, so those are just a couple of pieces there. Now, obviously, there's going to be nuance and there's going to be other things to consider and, you know, everyone's health history and like, what are they doing in their day-to-day life? Like, you know, um, what, what, what's contributing to it. So obviously you need to do a lifestyle check. You need to do a sleep check. You need to do a nutrition check. Uh, then you can see as well, this nutritional imbalance from the hair analysis. And it's so powerful to really help create a corrective plan of action. Right. So we're, so we're actually really solving the biochemistry problem versus thinking we're solving it with, you know, lowering it with a, you know, medication. That's, I mean, it may have a short-term place, but that's not the answer. Right. The other thing about fast oxidative types is, um, they can be more like the stress cadets or possibly like more type A personality. Not always. That's just kind of a broad generalization here. Um, and we have to be honest and, you know, realize like some people are going to be a little more prone to hypertension because of their personality, their emotions, how they handle stress, that kind of thing. So obviously we can really start to bring about correction, addressing that more targeted and not guessing. Now there's another pattern in in mineral balancing that's called slow oxidation. Um, And they, this uh, oxidative type can also have issues with hypertension. And, um, but it's different, (laughs) it's a different reason why. So, um, in slow oxidation, typically we have this precipitation of calcium and that can cause hardening of the arteries. Um, and that can, you know, affect the arterial walls. It can even affect the kidneys. It can be anywhere in the body. So excess tissue calcium is typically the high, um, excess tissue calcium. I don't know why I said that is usually, uh, common in slow oxidative types. Um, and so when we have this excess calcium, it's either bioavailable for use, or it's signaling, you know, a longer term stress pattern where there's not enough magnesium and other cofactors to get whatever calcium is in the system to go where it's supposed to go. So the body has to deposit it places. The body has to be like, all right, I don't need this. I can't use this. I can't put it where I'm supposed to. So let me just deposit it wherever I can. And it'll tuck it away here and it'll tuck it away there and here and there and here and there and here and there. And your body's really smart by the way. And it will do this to protect you, but eventually it can catch up to us. Right. And what's, really important is we have to balance these big four macro minerals, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, because sodium, potassium, and magnesium are all required to maintain calcium in a soluble form in the blood. So I talk about this all the time, how we kind of, and I talked about this in my, um, missing mineral solution masterclass for practitioners, how we're living in an overcalcified world where, you know, we have a lot more calcium in the standard American diet. We have calcium fortified foods. Um, 
we have magnesium deficient foods, magnesium deficient soil, and we, you know, eat way too much sugar. So we use up our magnesium there. We have stress. We use up our magnesium there, medications deplete magnesium, so on and so forth. So it's definitely way easier to get calcium or be exposed to too much calcium and not enough magnesium for one thing. Then we, you know, have been afraid of salt, real salt for a while, which is crazy pants, but we have. And then potassium is not prevalent in most people's diet because they don't eat enough vegetables. So those are just the simple, simple ways for me to explain this. Um, But because of that, this pattern is incredibly common where people are uh, in a pattern of excess issue calcium, magnesium is trying really hard to compensate and keep the body safe. And then we deplete our adrenals and eventually, you know, we can't keep our sodium potassium on board in solution. So, uh, slow oxidizers tend to have low tissue, sodium, low tissue, potassium, bio unavailable magnesium and high tissue calcium. And so this can contribute to hardening of the arteries. The other thing is many slow oxidizers have a discrepancy in their zinc and copper. So we can have, um, we can be deficient in zinc. We can have uh, bio unavailable tissue copper, but yet excess in storage. Um, and these two minerals need to be in a really appropriate balance. Um, because they help with arterial integrity as well. So there's other things that can happen in a slow oxidative type that can, um, lead to arterial problems. They can have, um, impaired cell permeability and this cell perm, this impaired cell permeability is like, kind of like, if you think of calcium and how calcium by itself has a hardening effect, um, it can kind of create a blunting effect on the cell wall. And so when you're in this pattern, your cells could be like blocking everything that needs to get in. So this can lead to cellular nutrient deficiencies. And, you know, that could also result in arterial dysfunction. Um, And then because they're in this depleted state, they often accumulate toxic metals And they also, at the same time, while they accumulate them, we all do, we're all exposed to them, but they have this slowed down function, which affects their ability to, uh, detoxify and remove them. So the body begins to store them. So a couple of toxic metals that can be a problem in high blood pressure are things like cadmium and cadmium we know, uh, can replace zinc. And, um, so when we have low zinc, I just told you, we can have that, um, we can have, um, poor artery function. So it can replace zinc and the arteries become more brittle. Um, so (laughs) actually the body kind of tries to protect you against this and it will coat the arteries to prevent an aneurysm. Um, and then copper too. So, you know, this is, I did a whole series on copper last year. So go back and listen to that, but we have this kind of excess exposure to copper. And when we have that stored, it lowers our, um, vitamin C in the body. 
And so vitamin C is essential for connective tissue integrity. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's so that's another effect of copper in a toxic form in the system causing this problem. And then there's others, you know, mercury, nickel, um, they can accumulate in the kidneys. And then, you know, the kidneys uh, can be damaged. And so when there's damage in the kidneys, um, you know, this can affect its, their function. And that could, you know, cause an increase in blood pressure. And then lead. So lead actually replaces calcium. Um, so if we're exposed to too much lead, in our enzyme binding sites. And then that creates a whole cascade of problems too. Ah, so those are the two different oxidative types and some of the key things that can show up. Um, and you know, we would just support these things slightly differently. Um, and then obviously target to each individual person, right? There's even another ratio that's really important. Um, you know, there are some markers and things that help us kind of get an idea about inflammation in the body. And, um, so if, uh, sodium to potassium ratio is actually elevated and it's a true elevation, um, this could possibly be a pattern that is indicative of, or associated to high blood pressure. Um, you know, maybe they have excessive blood volume due to sodium retention, because in this pattern, um, it could be the sodium is lower than the potassium. And so it could be, it could be low. Um, yeah. So, and there's just a lot, so there's a lot of moving parts that could affect your blood sugar. We could, you know, talk about table salt, sodium, the actual sodium versus real salt, you know, that is, um, not the way to do our salt. It can cause problems. Um, if we're not getting things that help us with inflammation, you know, in our diet, if we're not getting anti-inflammatory foods, um, if we're getting inflammatory oils and bad fats, that can be a problem. And, um, certain mineral deficiencies, like I talked about and certain toxic metals certainly are going to contribute. Um, so, you know, the thing to, to really understand here is to get some mineral balance going on according to you. And certainly there's a lot of things that anyone can do. Like I mentioned, proper hydration, good quality sea salt, everyone needs magnesium. Um, and then of course you need to go eat your potassium rich foods as well. Um, make sure if you think you should take calcium or vitamin D, you know, for sure, because if you're taking those two without other things, you can cause excess calcium precipitation in the body. So, you know, all these things are important. Oh, and another ratio in the hair test that can, um, give us some clues about hypertension is the calcium magnesium ratio. If it's high, it's, you know, can be, um, correlate with like, uh, calcium precipitation. Um, again, we need magnesium to keep that calcium in solution. Um, and it's, it also can correlate potentially with excess carbs in the diet possibly depends, obviously got to talk to the person. Um, and then that can lead to other imbalances and blood sugar intolerance and even like zinc deficiency. 
Um, so obviously diet is huge, right? Um, you know, real food and real salt. <laughs> if you can do that, that's a great start. Um, yeah. So most people have a combination of factors going on that are contributing to their high blood pressure. It could be biochemical, it could be dietary, it could be livestock, it could be all three. Um, and so, you know, I would say exhaust all of this, dig in, spend some time, really work on this before you go to a more invasive route. I mean, start now. Um, the problem becomes when people have gotten so far gone and, you know, their systems are just falling apart that they want a quicker fix or seemingly, you know, maybe they want the quick relief. It's not necessarily a fix, right? And then, you know, um, I don't know, I feel like surgeries become the, the thing that are offered at that point. So, you know, buy yourself some time if you can and do all these things, you know, and get a hair test and, uh, you know, learn about your, your health, learn how to take care of yourself. This will benefit you for the rest of your life and not just for your blood pressure, you see, um, so I just kind of wanted to cover that with a high level overview and hopefully it was helpful. Um, and then just kind of dig into, you know, just one more reason why I love mineral analysis. And it's probably one of the best things to support is blood pressure. You know, I mean, if you can stabilize that, whew, you're going to have a lot less inflammation and other problems. Right. So, um, yeah. So it's really, it's really valuable for, for that purpose, but it's, you know, it's obviously going to do so, so, so much more. So with that shared, um, yeah, I just wanted to teach a little today about blood pressure because it keeps coming up in conversations. And I've learned, as I've told you before, when I hear things in threes, I know it's time to, to do a little public education about the topic at hand. All right. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to a joy to be me. I will see you on the next episode. Please share this episode, tell a friend or tag me on Instagram at Lydia joy me. And if you like the show rate or review five stars are great on whatever platform you are listening, Google play iTunes, just leave a comment there. It totally helps me out. I appreciate you.